Sport is for everyone. Whether you're playing for fun, competing seriously, watching from the grandstand or volunteering in the canteen, there's a place for everybody and every ability in the sporting community. Carers Queensland is running discussion groups and surveys to find out more from people with disability, families and carers. Their experiences, thoughts, opinions and insights into making sport more inclusive and accessible. Because that's a great goal. Find out more, get in touch or look for events and opportunities coming up near you. Visit our website at carersqld.com.au or call our inquiries line on 1300 999 Choice and Control, a podcast celebrating people with disability. Brought to you by Carers Queensland, NDIS Local Area Coordination Partner in the Community. It's great when the stars align and you can turn a passion into a career. Today we're going to meet some blokes from the sporting world who have done just that. Josh Popple is heavily involved with his local rugby league team, the Redlands Parrots. He's done some coaching training and he's a league safe officer. Josh has cerebral palsy and uses an electric wheelchair, and he's an active and vital part of his local team's community. We caught up with Josh and his mum Lisa to find out why Josh loves his rugby league. The mateship, he's made lots and lots of very good friends and being part of a club in the community also helps him be out there socially with a purpose too, doesn't it? Yeah. That's right, because Josh has been involved with rugby league. I understand it's the Redlands Parrots for the past seven or eight years and the Capalabar Warriors for the last five or six years previously as a valuable team player. One of those things has been him becoming a, a league safe officer. Tell me a little bit more about that. Okay. Well, he got into that because at high school, the thing that the boys did every lunchtime was they never sat around it was football the whole lunchtime and Josh actually used to physically play in his wheelchair (laughs) it was just the done thing the lady that worked at the um, canteen unbeknownst to us or Josh she was actually a committee member at the Capella Bar Warriors And so she went and saw um, one of Josh's main teachers, Mick Quinn, and she just said to Mick, this guy absolutely loves footy. I love watching him because Josh could catch the ball, kick it. I'm glad I wasn't there to watch it because I would probably freaked out. (laughs) But, um, yeah, she said, look, I'm, I'm with the Warriors. She said, I've got to get this guy into our club somehow. He's just amazing. So she went back to the committee. They all had a discussion about it and they all decided, yes, they would love to have him. And the way how they started him off was Josh did his work experience there um, in year 11. And then it continued on from there. They said to him, um, we'd love you to go and do league safe course so you can actually be legal because he knew, he knew all the rules, everything there was to know. That's when we went off and Josh did the course and became League Safe accredited. What did he have to do for that? 
they went <laughs> went through everything what the role was and then there was um you kind of had to answer some questions but it wasn't anything that josh couldn't answer you have to know when you're allowed on the field and when you're not and josh was able to know all that information if there was somebody on the field that required first aid they were to signal or call for the trainer and josh could do that in the way of either putting his arm up yelling and yelling out or using his um beeper on his chair so mm -hmm. so he, he was able to pass the call mm -hmm. sounds like it was the perfect role for him yes very much so mm -hmm. the same gentleman from qrl i can't think of his name now it was such a long time ago um, he also encouraged Josh because he said he believed that Josh could go on and do coaching. They had a big belief in him. Tell me how Josh completed the, the theory side of coaching through the QRL and, and how he's been a spokesperson for people with a disability to show that if people can't play, that there are other avenues to sport. That was going back. It was on, a, on mm. Saturday mornings, mm. wasn't it? Mm. And it was about, you know, going through and answering the questions. The way that they'd even set out a lot of the questions was like mm -hmm. answer A, B, C or D. So Josh could relay that to me. And then they also had to do a part. They had to set up like a mini field, didn't you? And say like if you were doing training, what would you set out? So I wasn't involved in that. Josh did that with the guy from QRL. So he passed all that. Like he, you know, he told the guy where to put all the equipment. And so he completed the theory side. I say that he would have to do that again because that was quite a number of years ago. That was a long time and they do it differently now. But he never actually did the practical side of it because at that stage he didn't have a good enough communication device because it meant you would have to be placed with a young team and converse with parents and the kids. And at that stage, we didn't have a have good enough communication device mm -hmm. to do that. And Josh kind of wasn't, he was already with the older boys and had he's been with them the whole time. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't prepared to leave them to do a year with the younger team. <laughs> he wanted to stick with his own team. With his mates. Already adults and mates. And they, you know, once once you get to know Josh, they can pretty much work out what he's on about, um, what he's saying. So he was at, at that age, because he was a lot younger himself, he wasn't prepared to do that. So that's what happened there. How important is inclusion in sports? Very much so, because there's lots, lots of kids, you know, that would love to be a part. And some of them don't have cerebral palsy. Some of them have autism. There's lots of different. We do know that a couple of inner country clubs had um, a couple of kids who were in wheelchairs that were there at every game. They just loved it. And they went on and got them to actually join the club somehow. I don't know what their, their role was mm. in that club, 
But some of them were talking about scoring. Hopefully that's what happens. So. That's fantastic. It is really important. This is a sport that they love, that they should be able to take part in some way. And if it can't be playing, it can be other ways, just like Josh is doing. What other things does Josh's role at training and on weekend matches, what does Josh do? Still dabbles a bit on the coaching side <laughs> with his main coach yeah. of the team. And Josh will um, spend some time during the week on his computer because he, he has an eye tracker on his computer and he actually writes out himself his own spiel mm-hmm. on what he thinks they need to do and builds them up before the game and usually the captain or the coach reads out Josh's info. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. Josh gets his point across on what they need mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And he, you also just, because mm-hmm. he's, he's been with, Gappy, who's the main coach, and they know Josh so well that Josh will actually just talk to Gappy about what he thinks some of the boys, Mm -hmm. what plays they should be doing because Gappy understands what Josh is saying without Mm. using a uh, communication device such as that's that's Mm. that's how Mm. you do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so they come up with some game plans themselves together so yeah that's great it just really um spurs them on doesn't it yes yes i suppose josh being at at the eye level that he is he sees you see many good game plays don't you and roles and what what they should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing he calls out to them too (laughs) Does a bit of coaching from the sidelines sometimes. <laughs> Everybody has rights, but sometimes it's not easy to speak up and advocate for yourself. It takes confidence, resilience, knowing your rights, and knowing someone has your back. Be the voice you want to be can help. It's a free program from Carers Queensland for people with disability. It'll build your skills, help you be a strong advocate for yourself, your family and friends, maybe even your community. Along the way, you'll build a peer network so you have a squad to support you speaking up. Find out more, get in touch or look for events and opportunities coming up near you. Visit our website at carersqld.com.au or call our inquiries line on 1300 999 636. Josh does have plans to make sport his career. He was going to go back to study to get a cert for in sports and recreation when he's not being kept busy by his multiple other jobs. He works two days at Milestones Printing and then the other three days his auntie has her own business in the aged care industry. She got a grant through her business for Josh to get have a computer and he uses the eye gaze and a couple of other switches and Josh does uh, most of the invoicing and the rostering. Oh, excellent. Josh enjoys that? He does. <laughs> most days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you still have a vision of doing your sport and recreation certificate. <laughs> Josh says all the things he's up to on and off the field have been made possible by support from the NDIS. 
He wouldn't be able to do it without that. Mm. He wouldn't be able to be so fully involved mm. if he didn't have his NDIS funding because they, they take him to training. They take Josh to all the games. You know, there's also that they then hang out at the club after um, or they organise and meet at, mm. you know, somewhere else and without that, Josh wouldn't be doing all those extra mm. things because you don't want your parents mm. to be involved in that part of it. Um, and, I mean, they're out. You know, they could be down at the club till after midnight or, you mm. know, and when they're with the boys, it can go till like 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> so without NDIS, he would not have, he would not be able to be so mm. involved mm. in his yeah. whole club mm. socially. Josh's whole life has changed from NDIS mm. dramatically. Mm. And I, I sincerely say that with all my heart that his life is so much, so much more. Now he's gone on holidays without us. He's out living a life. Archie Graham from Ipswich is ranked number two in Australia in men's single tennis for players with intellectual disability. Like Josh, he's then turned his attention to coaching and is now sharing his love of the sport with the next generation of tennis superstars. And it all started thanks to a family connection when Archie was very young. My grandmother had a tennis court in her backyard. And when I was little, I um, would come here, you know, and hit some tennis balls with her. You know, I just kind of grew on it from there. It was mainstream first, and then when I was a bit older, then I started getting into the um, disability um, stages, yeah. And how were those mainstream ones starting out with? Were they a good place to be if you were a, a person with disability? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, um, a lot of them were nice to me and, uh, and stuff. And the competition was very tough as well, which was um, good for me and my tennis because they um, made me tougher as a player. And most of the people were nice to me. And all starting from that tennis court at your grandma's place, you have done so well for yourself. Could you talk us through some of the amazing things you've achieved in tennis? Mm-hmm. I've travelled overseas four times. I've been to um, Ecuador, I've been to um, America, I've been to um, England, and I've um, been to um, France. You're a four times world singles champion, is that right? Mm-hmm, yes. As well as being an incredibly high-achieving tennis player, you're now working on coaching accreditation, is that right? Mm-hmm, yes, yes, that's correct. Uh, something that I um, have a passion for. I like um, um, coach kids as well, which I um, uh, I love doing. Uh, you know, giving back. You know, um, giving my um, expertise and tips on on um, how to play tennis as well. You know, it's just um, great feeling, and I I love doing it. Been coaching for over ten years now, so yeah, it's, um, just want to keep um, keep doing it because I, I love doing it. Something that I've been uh, looking for. You know, um, when I um, I became an adult because um, I wanted to find my pathway, and I'm um, lucky enough to find it in tennis. Because tennis is, uh, you know, a very good sport. You know, it's very challenging mentally and, and physically. And um, yeah, I just um, love doing that sort of thing. And um, also giving back, you know, to the community, you know, to help other players, you know, achieve their dreams and stuff, whatever it may be. And uh, yeah. If you're interested in getting involved in the sporting community in any capacity, from playing to coaching, maybe volunteering in the canteen, Carers Queensland may be able to help. 
Our Inclusive Sport and Recreation Communities Project is looking at the way people with disability participate in the sporting world. Head to our website to find out more details or to have your say through the online survey, carersqld.com.au. Thanks for joining us at Choice and Control, a Carers Queensland podcast. For more information about the National Disability Insurance Scheme or Carers Queensland, contact us online at carersqld.com.au. You can call us on 1300 999 636 or head to Facebook and look for Carers Queensland NDIS.